Hey fellow nerds, I'm Megan Smiley and this is the Lawyer's Escape Pod. For those of you who've gotten into practice, looked around and thought, so this is my life? I get it. You're in deep and you feel stuck. You may have no idea what the next step would be, or maybe you have an idea, but think it's unrealistic. I truly believe that there's a path forward for each of us if we're intentional about finding it. And this podcast will be a great source of advice and inspiration for you to make that leap to a more fulfilling career. Hey guys, my guest today is Morgan Thomas Hall. She's an account executive at Twilio Inc. Morgan used to practice um, in both a firm and then for the government before realizing uh, it wasn't just a job problem, it was actually a whole career problem. (laughs) So she went back to the drawing board to explore her interests and found herself drawn to tech and then specifically to tech sales. Um, And in addition to her day job, Morgan also helps other people transition from careers they're not in love with into the tech industry. Uh, I think Morgan's story is a really great example of mining your interests from sort of the pre-law days that might have nothing to do with with law, and then networking really effectively to under uncover this new career and then sort of a specific job within that that area that that really suits her. I also love how she makes the point that. We are often our own biggest obstacle when it comes to breaking into a new career or industry. Um, We see all the reasons why we don't have the experience and the qualifications, but on the other side of the fence, people kind of just assume that you're smart and capable if you're a lawyer. Um, And you know, just take advantage of that. You know, you've you've already sort of made it halfway in in the hiring manager's eyes and you just have to connect the dots with a good story so don't tell yourself that that's not possible and you know trust yourself that you'll be able to learn something new it's completely possible um you know we underestimate how much we you know know how to do hard things just from getting where we've already gotten so um yeah anyway I had a great time talking to Morgan and I hope you enjoy the episode. Morgan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, my pleasure. So I ask everyone the same thing to start, which is what took you to law school? So uh, probably the same as what took a lot of people to law school. I uh, was naturally uh better at reading and writing and so when you come from a background where, you know, your parents give you kind of three options, (laughs) doctor, lawyer, engineer, and you, you know, naturally gravitate towards reading and writing. That's just kind of the direction that where you're pushed. So um, I, because I only really thought of doctor, lawyer, engineer as my true options, um, and wanting to, of course, make my parents proud, I didn't really question it, right? I just decided, okay, well, this is this is what I'm good at, so this naturally translates to a career in law. Yeah. Um, also, you know, the whole, if you like to argue, you would be a good lawyer, right? Um, you know, that 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 typical sentiment. So just being you know, just an outspoken person. Um, That was just the direction that I was pushed. So ended up going to to law school, of course, with the intention of 
of practicing law. And um, I, I definitely wish that I had more exposure to, to other career paths, but that's how I ended up there, which I'm sure is not unlike most no. of us that ended up in law. Yeah, that's a, certainly a typical um a typical story. I always laugh. It says it really truly is as if we, no one told us there were more than five jobs you could have as an adult. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, mm, I guess we'll do that. Yeah. Um, so how was, what, what was your experience of law school? So law, well, I went into law school expecting that it was not going to be fun, right? Everyone says that law school, especially 1L year, is incredibly difficult. It's unlike anything that you've ever done. It's not like college where you probably don't have to work, you know, too, too hard to get good grades. And that was definitely my experience in law school as well. Um, I got in and, you know, 1L year, especially classes like CivPro and property, you know, really, um, you know, really had me questioning what did I get myself into? Right. Um, I I recall my second semester of 1L year. Um, I just could not stand property. I actually did not get a good get a good grade in property. And I remember thinking maybe I should quit. And I considered it seriously hmm. for about a day, but I think that I was afraid of disappointing people and being perceived as a quitter yeah and I never got bad grades before so I looked at it as for it was only a hot second that I looked at it I was like maybe this you know like maybe I'm not giving this my all because I don't truly like it right but again going back to I don't want to be a quitter. I don't want to disappoint people. I said, well, maybe I just am feeling this way because this isn't normal for me to have a bad grade in a class. Right. So um, I think had I maybe been encouraged to think, think about it a little bit differently, maybe I would have said, hey, you know, perhaps this isn't a fit. Right. Um, so, the, so, you know, I kind of just swallowed it and said, well, you know, it'll get better. And my grades, you know, after other than that one property class grade and then two L and three L year, my grades were fine. So, um, you know, I still didn't love law school, but other than that, it was, you know, it, it it definitely was not as jarring as like, you know, first year of law school, but I definitely think that that was my first, that was my first clue that something was amiss. Right. But I just thought, well, everyone hates law school. Law school is hard for everybody. So right. this right. is normal. It's not necessarily indicative of the fact that I should leave law. Yeah, I know. We do tie ourselves into knots over, you know, thinking through like, <laughs> is this a, is this my intuition saying this isn't the right path? Or is this just me, you know, needing to push through something hard, which I can do? It's It's hard to know, particularly when you haven't you know, really considered another alternative. That's how you ended up there in the first place. For sure. Yeah. So when you came out of law school, what did you decide to do? So when I got out of law school, I 
was working at a firm doing mostly employment litigation, which actually wasn't terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, employment litigation is more, of course, people focused. So the fact patterns are more interesting. Yeah. And um, we did mostly plaintiff's work. So I did find some kind of fulfillment out of helping people and advocating for people who were wronged in the workplace. Yeah. Um, and then after, after that, after I left that firm, I went to another firm where one partner um, that I was working under did commercial, just regular commercial litigation, and the other partner did real estate transactional work. Hmm. And that was a bore too. Um, <laughs> and then I left that firm and worked in the public sector and was a prosecutor. I was prosecuting um, environmental violations. Hmm. And so varying experiences, but what I kept coming back to was the day-to-day of being a lawyer was just not what I thought it would be. And I just didn't find it enjoyable. It was quite frankly boring. Yeah. Um, it was just the, the monotony of it all and the um, just overall adversarial nature mm-hmm. of practicing law that really you can't, you really can't get around it. Um, so, you know, I, I struggled with that and kept thinking, well, maybe if it, maybe it's the job, not the career, right? But then once you've been practicing for a few years and you do have varied experiences and you keep coming to that same conclusion, like that's when you can say, all right. It's not the job. It is the right. career. Right, right. And you had sort of had those different um, environments to be able to to really find the truth in that. Was it still hard? I mean, at that point when you were sort of in the environmental prosecution, were you sort of coming to terms with the fact that you didn't want to practice at all? Was, or was it just kind of clear to you at that point? So I I did go into I did go into that job not very optimistic about my future as a lawyer. Yeah. I, I think at, at that point I had only been practicing for about two years, going on three years, and I was like, Yeah, I don't I don't think this is gonna be this is gonna be right for me. However, yeah. um I when I was younger, I wanted to be a judge. And I know most judges have a background in prosecution. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, maybe maybe what I needed was a more fast-paced environment. And this, is, this will also be a way for me to get, you know, basically be on that path towards a judgeship. Right. So a few months into my time there, I you know, I really gave it my all. And I said, you know, maybe this is, this is what is going to do it for me. I'll be able to build connections and this will, I'll find happiness because I'll be on my way to, to being a judge if I play my cards right. Right. Um, so I, I definitely, although I went into that job, not as optimistic, I kind of committed to having a renewed sense of appreciation for the profession, mm-hmm. thinking that I would be able to, you know, it, it would, it would 
take me to where I wanted to go. Right. And so, um, you know, I, I, I definitely was talking to a lot of the judges that I had the opportunity to build relationships with while I was there and just, you know, was as, because I was in court more often, I said, okay, this is now I, I can, maybe I can see myself doing this. So I just started to think about, you know, in 10 years from now, can I see myself on the bench? And, right. Um, I, I did a couple of like professional development activities, you know, really putting forth a genuine effort to make yeah. it work. And, um, I still just kept coming back to that same conclusion. It just, I wasn't able to sustain that, that enthusiasm. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's sort of, I understand sort of being like, this is your one last <laughs> push, like, and in order to walk away, you sort of have to, you know, people have different experiences, but it sounds like you needed to just know that you had given it every possible shot. For sure. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. So then where did you, you know, start thinking about going once you were coming to this conclusion that perhaps just practice was not for you? Yeah. So I initially started to think about what are some JD preferred Mm-hmm. roles that I could that I can get into right so kind of yeah. like the safe route right. nothing that would <laughs> you know a pivot but nothing too dramatic so I started to think about that and then of course you know just googling what are some you know jobs <laughs> all for, been there <laughs> yes yes so you know there were things that you know there were things that, that would come up like academia or you know, positions in HR, especially since I had a background in employment law, Um, you know, other regulatory compliance type of roles, government jobs, and none of of that really moved me. And so when I, so that really didn't last long because I'm like, I'm, it, it kept feeling like I'm trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. Right. I think it's the saying. And yeah. It just like, oh, <laughs> Somehow it. I always say that wrong. I'm like, <laughs> I was like super impressive. Like, yeah, she got yeah, that. She got to think about it. I'm like, I'm this right. Yeah. So I, so once I, once I was like, okay, Morgan, no, none, none of this is, none of this is it. So I just was like, all right, well, what, like, what do I naturally gravitate towards? And I was thinking more about my background growing up. Right. And when I was in middle school, I taught myself HTML, which is a coding language for a website. So I taught myself HTML and I used to build websites from scratch. However, I didn't, I know that I did not have any, any interest in going back to school or learning how to code, you know, especially like the the updated and more complex coding languages. I I didn't have any interest in that, but thinking about my just interest in technology and like that was something that I I had that inclination at a young age right so I said okay well maybe it's something in tech and I think also I I I was um I'm known to go down rabbit holes and so I recall I would like just read up about like the startup space and I thought it was so cool like that there are companies out there making uh, technologies that disrupt, disrupt different industries. And then I had learned that the, the tech space and the startup world was like the complete opposite of 
<laughs> practicing of law. Practicing <laughs> law, right? Where it wasn't this like stuffy, you know, corporate type culture. Yeah. You know, it was more laid back. You were encouraged to more so come to work. Um, you know, at, at bringing your whole self to work. Right, and right. I just really appreciated just the notion of like you can you can work at a company that where you enjoy your work, but also it's a work hard, play hard kind of kind of environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed throughout that process, like I don't I, I'm not a big fan of too much structure. I like to have I like to be trusted, I like to have some flexibility and autonomy. Yeah. And I said, okay, I, w- I know I want to do something in tech. So that was how I arrived at, I want to do something in tech. Yeah. In terms of what in tech, um, that was a whole process too. And, you know, just started exploring a bunch of different things and finally landed on what I'm doing now. But that was how I landed on, I want to do something in tech. Yeah. So just to jump back a bit, you know, you had mentioned a number of times that quitting law school or getting out of law, you were worried about disappointing people or the expectations. Where was your head around that as you were thinking through, you know, a move to tech in some capacity? Yeah, um, it, it was really more so my, my parents, like, I'm very close to my parents. I always want to make them proud. They've done so much for me and I didn't want to, I didn't want to disappoint them. And so, um, on the flip side, however, I felt like this was something that I had to do for myself because I had, I was so low. I had, I felt like I hit rock bottom emotionally. Yeah. Um, and I said, okay, this is not sustainable. And although my parents may not understand, I know they're going to be disappointed. I don't think that this is something that I can do long term. And, you know, you just come to a place where you feel like, one, I have nothing to, I have nothing to lose. Like I have to, I have to like preserve my mental sanity. Right. Right. You know, but at the same time, you know, you, you say when you're weighing everything, it's like, all right, at the end of the day, I have to live with this. You know, my, my parents, they don't have to live with my decision. I'm the one that has to wake up every morning and think about what my future is going to look look like in the coming decade. So yeah. um I it was something that I considered and it definitely gave me some trepidation, but not enough to make me second guess what I was feeling. Right, right. I think that's a hard balancing point. And it's unfortunate that some of us, you know, the reality is you you do have to get to that low to make it like, there's no other option here. I can't do this for somebody else anymore. A hundred percent. Yeah. So where did you sort of end it up in the tech space and how did that happen? Yeah. So I would tell anyone who would listen that I am... I want to be in tech and I want to get out of law. And so um, I think that's I, so important. People are so like, you know, nervous to to say things like that out loud. But it's such an important part of the journey is to like 
blast that out to people to help you figure it out. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. Like, you you know, it's, I because the way I thought about it, like, I want to hear, one, it, it feels, it's cathartic just yeah. being able to talk about it openly. Um, I'm, I tend to be pretty like a transparent person. So I'm not the type that's going to put on airs and act like I'm, you know, act like I'm happy, act like everything is okay when I'm just, when I'm just not. So I was very vocal about it to, you know, people in my close circle. And, um, I'm so glad that I was because there was a friend that I was talking to about it. And he said, well, I, know someone that is in tech and I want you to talk to her because she may be able to just give you some ideas around what you could do. So, um, when I talked to, when I talked to her, she was actually in business development and sales at Uber and business development and sales was not on my radar at all. Um, at the time I was actually thinking, first I was thinking about digital marketing and then I was thinking about, um, product management. Okay. So at the time that I was connected with her, I said, yeah, I think I want to, I think I want to be a product manager. And she was asking more about my skills and my interests. And she said, well, maybe you should think about sales and business development because this is, it's like directly transferable skills. Yeah. And I think it's going to give you what you're looking for. And so I was, you know, very, very open to learning and hearing about any and everything. So I looked into sales and I said, wait, this actually sounds kind of, this actually sounds kind of interesting. Like it, like she said, it was absolutely a hundred percent transferable skills and it felt like it was going to be interesting and fast paced. Um, The money was good and it kind of just checked, checked all my boxes. Yeah. So I, you know, I just, I went through this, you know, period of basically just doing my due diligence and just immersing myself in, in that whole world of tech sales. Yeah. And I felt confident that this is maybe, this is the route that I want to try. Like out of everything else that I considered in and outside of tech, sales was the one, was the one career move that really like stuck. It was like, this is, this is it. Like I keep finding myself being drawn, you know, drawn back to, drawn back to this. And it, I, I never like lost interest or felt like, oh, maybe I want to do something else. I, I was, it was never a point where I was like straddling the, the fence at all. Right. Right. So I was so glad that she recommended it. And that's when I, you know, decided, okay, this is the path I'm going to embark on. Yeah. So was it, overwhelming to say okay I'm I'm switching or were you just so excited by having kind of gotten to this point where you were pretty hyped up about the idea I got to the point where I was pretty hyped up yeah yeah I was definitely hyped up about it um I because I thought I was like I can I know that I can do this right like everything that I was that I read about what's required of it I was like yeah this is like sure this is going to be a challenge it's going to be you know, this will be a, a learning curve. But one thing about doing really hard things like practicing law, like going through law school, passing the bar, is right. that you you do get this sense of confidence about 
what you have the capacity to do. Right, right. And I do find it funny that some people feel like that capacity is uniquely applicable to the law and they forget that it can be applied to anything. That's true. That that is very true that you now that you mention it, I do think I have for sure heard people say that they think that they're stuck and there's nothing else that they can do. Like, sure, I can being a lawyer is hard and I can do this kind of hard, but I'm kind of stuck. Right. But I did but I I didn't feel that way. Like yeah. I I felt like if if I could practice law, if I can pass the bar and get through law school, I can do pretty much anything. Yeah. Yeah. And that was and that was what really drove me. And that's why I did have I did have a sense of, of fearlessness and it wasn't it, it wasn't a hundred percent like I'm not worried about anything, but right. it was like I know that if I try, if I put my mind to it, I can succeed at this. Yeah. Yeah. And especially coming from, because I, I, the way I think about being successful at something, on one hand, you have to, you know, you have to be good at it, right? Like you have to have some level of, you know, talent, but you also have to enjoy it. And that piece of it is so critical because the, if you don't enjoy what you're doing, you're not going to be motivated. Right. You're not going to do what's required to be great and to go above and beyond. Right. And so in law, I had, I think I had the, the foundation, like I had the skills, but I just didn't enjoy it. So I wasn't willing to do the extra that was required yeah. to kind of perfect that craft. And so I knew that if, if I had, if it was something that I can find that I could get, that I would be good at and I could enjoy it then I would for sure be able to excel at it. Right. And that was my perspective. Yeah. I think that's so important. I think it's sort of the, the confidence that comes with having identified something you were truly interested in doing, right? You can find that confidence when you're like, I know I'm going to like this enough to care, to learn, to do the the hard stuff that's going to come with it. Yep. Yeah. So how did you go about finding an actual job in the field? So the friend that I was, um, that I was working with, like she really, one, helped to just give me a foundation of the, the tech space. So she like basically had me do like all different types of like exercises to familiarize myself with the startup world and she had me, you know, identify some of the top tech companies here in Atlanta, mm-hmm. understand what they do, who their founders are, what their, you know, what a level of funding do they have. And right. um, all of these things that will, you know, that kind of help to inform what your experience will be like there. Yeah. And also like she, she was like, hey, I also want you to be at a company that you actually care about. So this is why it's important to know, like, what do they do? Because not all tech companies are created equal. And so um, from there, she essentially, like, taught me how to run my job search like a sales pipeline. And I guess that was the the salesperson in her. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it was like, she, she had me be very methodical about, okay, who do you reach out to, keeping track of, keeping track of your communications with them. Did they respond? Did they not respond? You know, 
when do you reach back out again if you don't hear anything? It was outside of like just applying online. Right. We all know it's not the most effective way to, um, you know, to embark on a job search. It's make these connections, network, and understand like how to articulate your story, even though you come from this non-traditional background, articulate your unique story so that you are inspiring confidence in, in, you know, hiring managers and recruiters that you can do this job. And so she just like really had to go through a very methodical process. And it was, it was so, so helpful. Um, And through that process, I identified the, the first company that I, that I ended up working at, which was actually the first place that I interviewed. And um, yeah, I, I, that was how I got the job. It was like, it was just thinking about a job search in a very, very different way. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it ended up working out. That's so, I mean, it sounds like you also really, you know, leveraged this particular person who had a lot of important information, which was great. But I love what you said about um, sort of developing your story. And I think that's so important for everyone, no matter what else you might want to do is that there's a story to be told about why you're moving from X to Y, right? And just rather than being on the defensive about it, really own it and like turn it into this great story that someone can't resist. <laughs> yes, for sure. Because I think, you know, we we look at a maybe a, a, a non-traditional background as an obstacle. Yeah. But when you are able to identify what makes you different, but also what about your background gives you the ability to do this job. Like it makes you interesting and it makes you stand out. Yeah. And, and it's all about the way you convey your, your story and your experience. And you, I mean, you have to have that level of confidence, right? If you don't believe that you can do the job and, and you think that this is going to hinder you, then that's absolutely going to that's going to come across when you talk to people, right? right? But if you approach it with a level of confidence, enthusiasm, um, humility, then I think people will will be receptive to that, you know, but it's all about the energy that you are portraying that can very much control the way people perceive you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's such good advice and such good thing to keep in mind as people, you know, try and break into to new fields. Um, yep. Because I know it can be daunting. <laughs> it can be daunting. And, and you know, I, I think that lawyers in particular do have the advantage of being in a prestigious profession that other people out even outside of law, you know, kind of uh, view favorably. Right. So you have the advantage of People are automatically going to assume that you're smart. People are right. automatically going to assume that you can probably do this. Now it's up to you to bring it home, but I say for 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 people out there who want to make a change, and if you're practicing law, like use that to to your advantage, you know, right. because you're going to have the benefit of the doubt. Right. Absolutely. So, how have you enjoyed this new field you're in? Oh, I absolutely love it. Um, it's, it is, I always say that 
sales is sales is the best kept secret. Um, it is, it is, it's challenging because of course, like your, your performance and your pay is based on your ability to bring in business. But, um, you know, it's, it's interesting because I get to talk to all different types of people, um, solve business problems. Um, it really requires you to be curious and inquisitive right? Ask yeah. questions to discover pain points. Um, then, you you know, you get to do things that, that we all did practicing law, objection handling and negotiation, right? Building relationships, earning trust, all of those things that we have to do as lawyers. And it really, really translates very well to a career in sales. I think, um, you know, sales has historically has a negative connotation people have viewed it as a sleazy profession because they think like oh you know these high pressure tactics and you're going to be trying to sell you know you're just going to try to sell me something like you think of like right right a car salesman trying to sell you a lemon right knowing people that come to your door you know but it's really not that especially in the b2b world which is business to business and and Mm -hmm. tech sales it's really about like forming relationships with customers, understanding the problems that they're having and sharing how your company's product or service can really just give them the solution that they need to their business problems. So, you know, we have, I think salespeople are very, very well suited for, for, for career in sales. And I'm so incredibly grateful um, that, through me just being so vocal, I was connected to someone who made this recommendation. So it's, yeah. it's been great. Yeah. It's, it's a testament to being vocal, to being receptive, to being open-minded about the, the options, because I think you're right. A lot of people shut down if you say sales and maybe it's not the right fit for everybody, but the way you've just described it is a, I think a very different way of looking at what you're doing on a daily basis versus what some people might sort of stereotypically think it means. Yep. Um, so I think that's helpful too, is, is just, um, that's why it's important to talk to people who actually do the work because you might learn something that you weren't expecting to about the position. For sure. percent. Yeah. I think that that's you, like, especially if you don't want to end up in the same position that you're in now where you're, you know, unhappy and you're feeling like you need to change and you yeah. made a mistake, like that is for sure, a, a critical part of the process. You have to talk to people. You have to like ask those more difficult questions. Yeah. So if you were sort of talking to yourself, sort of just post law school, maybe even for you in law school, what what advice would you give people that are starting to sense that it's the actual practice of law that they want to let go of rather than just a job, like it's the whole career as you as you phrased it? What would you say to them? Um, because I think our biggest, um, the biggest obstacle in, in a process like this is ourselves and, you know, thinking about how other people are going to think of us and, and you know, the, the sunk cost fallacy and yeah. it's so prestigious. Like all of these things that go through our minds, like I would say, like, you really should just 
honor whatever that restlessness in your spirit is there. Honor that and don't be afraid to do something different. It's okay to change your mind. Yeah. And, but you have to just submit to the process and tell, just remind yourself that it is okay. Like, because you will be the, you will be your biggest uh, hindrance in this, in this process. (laughs) That's so true. Yeah. You know, you you just, because what other, what other people think like that, it really doesn't matter. And, you know, I think we put too much stock into that. And of course it's easier said than done, but like, just if you want to be in the driver's seat of your own life, like you owe it to yourself to make a change. Like, it's law is not the end all be all by any means mm-hmm. and you don't have to you don't have to suffer you don't have to be miserable this if it's not for you find something that is and you know it, it'll take you know it, it may take some time it may take a couple months but that's mm-hmm. the type of due diligence that you should be going through but like get out of your head and just you know think about what one year five years ten years will be will look like um, if you don't make the change versus if you do make the change. And if thinking about the status quo years from now, if that is like a scary thought, then, you know, then just you owe it to yourself to just make that leap. Yeah, I love that. I love the framing of thinking about it in terms of fast forward, you know, one, three, five, ten years. And I think that can be a really clarifying activity when you think about oh god that's is that where I want to be 10 years from now that will I think your gut will tell you the answer in that right if it's scary (laughs) if you think about that if you think about that it's and think thinking about being a lawyer is like terrifying to you if it scares you thinking that then like the time is going to pass anyway right right exactly just just do something I know (laughs) and of course it's hard but I think that's all really really good advice and really gets into sort of the the headspace of a lot of a lot of lawyers and a lot of the common um, hurdles that we tend to come up against in this process for sure so Morgan if people wanted to find you how do they do that yeah so um, I can be found on LinkedIn my name on LinkedIn is Morgan Thomas Hall I'm so happy to talk to anyone who is, you know, still still having some trepidation and, you know, anyone that wants to learn more about being in tech or being in sales um, or just leaving law. I'm always happy to continue the conversation and, and offer whatever help or insight I can. So Morgan Thomas Hall on LinkedIn is the best way to find me. Great. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for taking your time to share your story. Um, I know it will be, you know, helpful and hopefully prompt some people to reconsider sales if it might be the right <laughs> match for them. So I really appreciate your your being on the podcast and, and sharing your whole journey. For sure. And thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, and I, I love what you're doing. So, um, you know, this this community of, of you know, former lawyers and lawyers who want to become former lawyers (laughs) yeah Um, you know that that's what we're all here for